This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Um, first, I just want to say Shalom Aleichem. Um, I still remember finding last year, and we caught somebody. Uh, Rabbi Florence is with us, and uh, we're, we're thrilled. Baruch Hashem, he's an amazing addition to Yeshiva. He learns Nicole part time. He does work in the high school with boys, and it's, it's been a Baruch Hashem a very amazing experience for us. And it's um, I. Rabbi Lenders Min's parents, his father, Lash Shalom. Does that mean I can tell Abba that you're giving him a raise for next year? <laughs> you, you can, twice the salary he's getting. <laughs> I, I, I can only multiply salary, I can't add to his salary. <laughs> the, um, I, just wanted, I don't know how many people know where Rabbi Lenders comes from, but his father, his mother, Allah Shalom, I mean, anything that's in Silver Spring, they had a hand in building it. Um, it, it, in every way, in vision, it, that's one part of it, and the other part, in rolling up sleeves and literally doing things. To, uh, his mother cooked for the yeshiva for weeks. His father would run around and um, finding, you know, places that made simchas and bringing stuff. Uh, anything that was needed, everything that was needed. It, uh, I mean, I, I don't know if people begin to understand what they did. So I, I just, uh, you know, it's, sometimes you have to tell people about the people they think they know. Okay. I also feel that way about their son, the son Lansman for the Chabur. We have no idea what, what actually the impact, the deep impact of the Chabur, but it's been all the years of the Chabur. So oh, wow. who I didn't, parents who I didn't sell. Okay. Ah. Great. <laughs> Go. And, uh, introduction. Um, <laughs> the first question is like this. What milestones does a Bakr have to pass in order to know that he's ready for Shadokan? Um, so I guess the, the the first point to bear in mind is that the only issue marriage solves is the issue of not being married. <laughs> if, if a person is looking for marriage to solve, Yandy. what? Yandy. <laughs> <laughs> if a person is looking for other things, a person needs to take stock of himself. Are there any deeper issues that tend to stop him or, or push him to doing things that he'd rather not do. And that's an important piece to know yourself and to deal with whatever issues you have <coughs> beforehand. That's one. And second thing is the ability to look out of yourself and try to understand another person's needs, even if they don't actually make sense to you or they're not your needs. Um, I think people tend to look at it, you know, a person does feel he wants a shidduch, and what, what's the companion I would like to have for life? So I like X, Y, and Z, I'd like somebody who likes X, Y, and Z, and will support it. But it's not that way. You're taking responsibility <coughs> for another person. Do you get along with people? If you have a problem getting along with people, then the chances are that your wife is also a person, and you're going to have a hard time getting along with her. Because there's nothing to do with whether you like the person or not. Everybody has areas 
that do not in any way synchronize with you. So if you have the ability to say, you know, he, he likes the room to be neat, I need to make a conscientious effort. He likes this, he likes that. If a person has some of that, then he has what to build on. If a person finds himself constantly sort of with people that he can't get along with, he, he's, there's always <coughs> friction, then again, you're not going to find anyone that matches you 100%. It doesn't exist. And part of the, the, the divine cheshbon for marriage is a person who's by himself tends to become self-centered, wrapped in himself. Doesn't mean bad, doesn't want bad, but there's no flexibility. So I think the, the, the let a person ask himself socially, how do I do? How do I find myself getting along with people that I have issues with, that are different? And, and, and that's, that's an area, those are the areas I think that are utmost, of utmost concern in getting married. Yeah. But that they feel comfortable socially? Well, so, so, social doesn't have to mean with a large group of people. And um, some people are shy, some people don't do well with a large group of people. But interacting with the people they interact, do they find themselves needing to sort of keep away from people they can't get along with, not being able to deal in, in a menschlich way? Because this will come up. Two people live together, two people are different. They overlap in 50%, 60%, 70%. They're not clones. And most important is, you're a man and she's a woman, that means they're very different. If you don't have the ability to say, this is the other person, and this is what the other person needs and is important for them, and I need to accommodate, um, and I need to provide, if you don't have that, then you don't have it. That's really the crucial part of it. You, you, will, you know, imagine for you music is not important at all. For the other person it's important in going to a concert, direct, you know, listening to music, whatever it is. If you can't accommodate another person and without either doing it begrudgingly or not caring or making fun of it or whatever it is, then somewhere you're going to have a problem. So take stock of, or better yet, ask an, um, a third party, ask a Rebbe of yours, how do I get along with people? Well, you know, most people have somewhat of a somewhat of a delusion about themselves. And um, I know somebody who went to the army here, uh, an Israeli, to get out, to get out of the army. So they sit down, and the, the lady starts typing, which, which yeshivas did you attend? So he rattles off a list of a half a dozen yeshivas, like, on the spot. And she says, well... Did you have some issue or something? He said, no, they're crazy. I'm okay. So if you find yourself with a lot of crazy people and you're okay, then you need somebody to give you that feedback and say, I notice this is an area that you have an issue. And, and you need to be ready to accept it and to work on it. Is there a proactive reason? So like, how, how would you answer, I'm a why should I get married? So a person should get married because it's the next stage in life that brings out the fullest in you. Lotogasam Levado means when a person is himself, it, it, it's, it, he is potential, but bearing responsibility for a family, another person, a family, and building a family is, is the major undertaking of a person's life. 
in, in it, it, it's, it's a major mission of his life to, to create something. So creating a home is one, creating a family, being part of a community. All of these, so, so this is the, the, the first, it's like asking a, um, a fetus, you know, is it important to be born? You aren't meant to be a fetus, you're meant to be born. Um, a Bach is meant to be married, which means the, the entire sense of responsibility that comes with it. It brings out a different person. I see Bochum are shaking their head disbelieving and your lights seem to nod along, so I, I wonder... <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Okay, the next question is, does the idea of connecting to Hashem change as we move from one life stage to the next, and what are ways that we can ensure that we stay connected? Um, in line with the different missions of different, different kufas in life, the reason why we have different periods of life, whether youth, teenage, younger person, middle age, older person, old person, is not just a, a biological necessity. It's there are different layers of a person's um, life. A young boy, uh, an 18, a 17, 18 year old boy, his connecting Hashem comes in big bursts, a, a fiery schmooze, a tremendous kumzitz, a Kabbalah not to speak for the next week. That's that's a, that's the type of, of thing that it comes, and and it is. It's 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 you know within range. It's the healthy thing for a young person to have these spurts, and that's how you connect to Hashem. An older person, uh, and again, a person when you when you assume responsibility of a family, things move very glacially. Things don't move quickly, and it's healthy doesn't move quickly. There's day in, there's day out. There, it's, it's like running a marathon instead of running a race. And you need to learn to connect Hashem. For the boy who's used to the sudden inspiration, sudden Kabbalahs, the idea of, uh, it, it's like the difference between a sprinter and a marathon runner. You need to pace yourself and say, day in, day out, doing things regularly like a clock, with, with you know, calmly, is bringing me close to Baruch Baruchu. Um, it may take some, some contemplation of it. But when you understand it, you feel a, a solidity and a certain sense of close knowledge broken ways that you don't when it's when it, when, when you have that type of fire. What is a kind of like a practical on a day to day thing that any that anyone could do? Universal to, to connect to Baruch Hu? I think to reflect about all the things you're doing. A yid wakes up. He says Moidani. He washes until Sadaim because he wants to prepare himself for Tushav Tara to Davin. Puts on talus, puts on tefillin, is makash and shalom, and he goes to daven. Um, he 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 goes home, he washes, he makes a bracha, he eats, he benches a doraisa. He's he goes to work, and he's careful about honesty. He's careful things he says. He doesn't say. Um, his wife needs help. He's there to help. Um, the kids need his time. He's calm and helps them. All of these activities. If we would reflect on it more, what we need is more time to reflect and say to ourselves, what is my day all about? What am I doing? And if a person would understand that, that you know, wives, women have a hard time. They come from, let's say, a seminary type where they're davening, they're learning, they're hearing a special shurim and, and doing all sorts of special things. And then you fall into a rhythm of housework. And, you know, if someone said, mimamake hagan krasicha, like I'm in the middle of in the Ghana, and where are you? The answer is, 
Here, you have children that you're raising, being with them, caring for them, doing for them. If your attitude is, is, is focused properly, then you would. So I think we need to work a lot more on our attitude to reflect on what we do during the day and, and what, we do, what we're accomplishing when we're doing it. I, I want to tell you something. The, the, probably the most, the single biggest factor for a person's development is a calm and happy, positive home. Nothing beats that. A calm, happy, positive home doesn't mean grand trips. It doesn't mean inspirational mashalim. It means calm, happy, natural. And believe me, that takes an awful lot of work. And you can't give a child a bigger gift than that. Um, and, 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 and understanding, that's why giving life. You can tell an adult, an adult who's resilient, doesn't have a problem with criticism, is in a good mood usually, easy to get along with, and so on and so forth, almost invariably, he came from a home like that. And, that, and, and giving that children that home means you built Nishamas. Before the Rebbe said his first olive to the kid, the kids, whether they'll have issues or not, is built into it. Um, and it's all from the home. It's the attitude, how you react to what the Rebbe said in Cheder, how you deal with, with issues. And, and that's, that's Akash Baruch who gave us the ability to become creators, not only physically, but emotionally and, 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 and ruchnius. And, and that is, is extraordinary. Just to add, yeah. these guys, not all these guys, come from that home that you're describing. So they get a massive issue cut up to turn it around. Correct. <laughs> I, 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 I want to tell you a story. Something happened maybe 20 years ago in Yeshiva, and, and something that impressed me. There was somebody who had come from a difficult... His father was a very sharp, critical person. And, and, and the, this particular child suffered tremendously from it. Um, and Barksham, he, he, he made of himself something in, incredible, but he had a habit in yeshiva of cutting people down. He was very sharp with it, very smart, and could be, could cut quite painfully. And I took a, a walk with him once, I smoothed, and I said, you know, you suffered so much because of it. How do you do it? How, how are you doing it, Tavakim? And he thought, this person is one of his tremendous medias, his medias amis. He started crying and he said, you're right, it will never happen again. And this person, Baruch Hashem, he's become, he's, he's a grown-up person, he has a, a family that's already not younger, and his ability to have, to be calm and collected and positive and so on is amazing. I, I, was, I was astounded at this person called and Nefesh, where he took the criticism and turned himself around. I mean, he's a person with a lot to himself in terms of spontaneous and so on. But again, to, to change that and understand that maybe Akadosh Baruch who put us in this world to reverse that course is, is an amazing um, revelation that you have pent up anger, upset and so on, but you understand that going forward, you, you know, you need to do it differently. That, that, that is, is an extraordinary accomplishment. Yes, Nishka. So I guess on the topic of parents a little bit, when a person grows up, even more so when they, they get married, they, they really certain dynamics about themselves, the parents, and the home they grew up in. 
a lot of times the bad is glaring and the person feels feels the need to address it. How does this fit with Kibbut Abba'im? Should a person just accept that's how Hashem made his situation or should he take it up as his strength? So there are two, well, there are two parts to it. There's one part, it might be necessary for therapeutic reasons to do that. And then you have to ask a specific shaila of exactly what you're accomplishing and so on. And that becomes situation to situation. There's another reason is that um, you have a lot of pent-up anger and so on, and people need to express things. That's trickier. What's much, halakhically, <coughs> that's trickier, but if your attitude is usually it's because your parent um, didn't have the environment, the, the insight, the self-awareness, didn't have somebody to give it to him, and that's why they didn't change themselves. And if you look at it in that way, he's a prisoner of his circumstances. I thank God have had somebody to get me out of it. You start looking at them with pity, understanding that people who are cruel, mean, anything of the above, are, are usually caught in, 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 in a nightmare of a prison. They're not happy people. They're, they're extraordinarily unhappy people. And if you're, if you're able to distance yourself and look at it that way, it, it puts it in a much different light. As a child, you think that person is enjoying his might and his power, and you're suffering. As you grow older, you realize um, that, that that person is suffering terribly. And you're just able to distance yourself and say, you know what, Hashem put me in this world to take whatever good they have, whatever, um, you know, whatever, whatever talents or abilities they have, and to move it out of the hell of, of passing on, passing out to another generation. So if you look at that way, it's, you know, it's, it's like, uh, let's give an example. I, I, if you deal with somebody who has dementia, or let's take a lesser case, somebody is drunk and poor and very difficult to deal with, the minute you, you make a switch in your mind and you say, I'm not dealing with an equal, I'm dealing with somebody who's impaired and can't handle it. So Purim, hopefully there's a day after tomorrow. People who are unfortunately demented sometimes, you'll have a situation, I know somebody, a, a, a wonderful woman who's, you know, she, she suffered some sort of strike and a stroke and it's kind of went downhill. She, she accuses her grandchildren of trying to kill her. She, she, any, anyone who, um, my wife, she finally agreed to meet my wife. My wife is a friend of hers, and my wife uh, went over then to give her a hug, and she, and she said, "Don't kill me! Don't kill me!" That's so. That's striking. But that person is trapped in, in his own personal hell. It's nothing to do with you. Most people who are really difficult, dominating, um, controlling, cruel, um, mean, negative people are caught in a Gehenna don't making. And uh, I, I've seen people who have the most wonderful children and grandchildren. They don't enjoy any nachas because they can only see the negative. It, it's, it's astounding. So you say, Hashem put me in this situation so I can take whatever good genes there are and, 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 move, and move past where they are. Once you start looking at them as being trapped and they didn't have what it took, they'd have a circumstance to move them out, it's a little easier to think of it that way. It's usually better because usually, again, when I tell somebody I'm very upset with you, 
so why there are three reasons why I would tell somebody I'm very upset with you, you're so, so, so. One is there is a therapist in the room and he's trying to even it out. That's one. A second possibility is I'm a teacher Rebbe figure and I'm using this as a tool to guide you to what's right. Or we're basically very good friends and I'm trying to tell you this thing you didn't realize hurt me and I'm fixing it. Or third of all, it's not going to help, but I need to slam back at you. Telling you what I think of you is a way of hitting back. So for the first one, there are possibly halachic reasons why it could work and you need to talk to somebody specifically. The second reason does not apply. You're not going to change your parents. You're not going to make any difference. You're not, you know, doing, you're not their rebbe, you're not their teacher, you're not their friends. It's not going to work. The third one is, is a real human need. People, it's a way to get back at you when you tell somebody what you think of him. But halachically, good. You know, I can't tell you, and I, I know how difficult sometimes it is, but there's no real, there's no head for it. And understand that that's what you're doing. You're venting all your pent-up anger and frustration. You know, it's, it's, it's a need, but there, you can find other ways to do it. You can write it. One of the things you can do is you can write it. When you write out these things and keep it in a, in a personal diary, you feel that you set the record straight, you feel you got it off your chest, and sometimes you take a look at it and you say, you know what, there might be a second side to the story. I wasn't a particularly easy child. I could get on people's nerves. Um, you know, if they didn't react right, but believe me, I don't know what I would do if my child would, would, would be thrown out of school every, every other day. That, you know, that's the, those are ways of dealing. But, but then understand, what you're trying to do is deal with personal frustration instead of, you know, this is anything I, because he, he needs to know the truth. No, he needs to know the truth is, is means I need to slam it. That's what it means. Um, now, how to do it in ways that, that you're able to get relief, emotional relief. So sometimes you can talk one-on-one with a therapist figure, and that helps you. You can write it. There are different ways to do it, but first trying to really get straight, what are you trying to accomplish? Um, so, given a choice in the left side of the heart and the right side of the heart, which is the more important one to possess? I mean, it, 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 Torah is both. And the question is whether what is a person's particular bias? The, the Kalal Gadol is um, that you try to reinforce your weaker part so that it doesn't lag behind. Um, I recently, I had trouble with a foot, whatever, and the doctor explained to me that it's, usually what happens is one foot is weaker or stronger, and you keep on using the stronger more to compensate for the weaker, and the weaker gets progressive, and then the stronger collapses, and so on. It, it basically, Yiddishkeit is a big picture. If there's an area that's consistently lagging behind, you need to reinforce it. But... Um, it's, so the, the Kalal is you use the talents that are your stronger part, but you keep making sure you don't lag behind. Somebody whose natural tendency is to sit and learn his various in the corner, that's fine, but he needs to make sure that his manual is reasonably in line with it. On the other hand, there are people that are social and lovable and they're all over the place. They need to make sure that they have a, 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 a part, their Ben Adam Lamakum 
is in line, and you know they they it, it, there's no, the wide the wider the gap grows, the more you're expressing what you would rather do than what Hashem would rather you do. So you need to keep balancing the two. Normally, the question is like, um, what kind? I guess how does uh, somebody go about learning the halachas for the putting focus on it? Let's say he sees that he's lacking in Edom Machavera, so how's someone built into this? So, so, so that was, again, usually the job of a Rebbe Mashkiach type figure is to tell somebody, you know, I notice that you're really there to help. I notice that you don't seem to be friendly. You know, these are things that should... See, I don't have very people. (laughs) 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 Um, You know, I notice that you're not... You need a feedback, because most of the time, it's it's like, imagine that you have a virus in your computer, and then you and then you put on a program that's in the computer to check if you have a virus or not. So the virus is telling the program that I don't that you don't have any viruses. So, so you, you're not getting anywhere. You always need an outside system to check that system. Um, so the the um, in Benalma Chaver especially, most people think themselves think very well of themselves, think that they're kind, good, sensitive people. I've yet to meet someone who introduced himself on his resume that he's mean, crabby, and, and, and generally impossible to get along with. They're, 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 very few people think that way. So <coughs> you need someone to give you that feedback. <coughs> um, how does one know it's Kalik in Torah, it's Kalik in the world, because it's practice, and how do you know you're on the right trajectory? <coughs> It says in last week's Sedra, it says by Yaakov Avinu, he wanted to be Megaladicates to his children. Ruchakaitis was an Estalic, and instead he gave them a bracha. It's a little hard to understand what does one have to do the other. He's telling them what the Kates is, and then he doesn't see it and he says, okay, I'll give you brachas instead. What, I mean, what does one have to do the other? And the answer is, I think, <coughs> that. Yagovino was giving them instructions for life. Might be my phone. Nope, it is. It just uh, close it. I, I usually don't have a cell phone, so I, I'm not sure how to. No, that's why I, 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 I actually only use a cell phone when I travel. I hate it. So, so uh, um, the uh, so the the uh, what we're talking about. So you got disrupted. Okay, okay, the brachas. So there's two ways how to get to a certain destination. One is to know where you're going to. And he say, okay, this is the point you want to get to. So Yaakovino wanted to give them direction uh, and tell them how to get to where they need to get to. So he started to focus on the Kates. And Akash Baruch Hu took that away. That's not, that's not where you're going to. That's not how to get there. Akash Baruch Hu wants us to look inside and ask ourselves, what do we have inside and how to bring it out? It says, Ish each person has his own bracha. So 
a person needs to take, when time comes to move forward, take stock of himself and say, what are my talents? What's the, what's the best way to go forward with it? Am I cut out for learning, for learning myself, for teaching, for working with people, for running things, for doing things? A, 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 a reasonably honest assessment plus hashkacha, Kadosh every so often comes around and sort of sends an opportunity, sends a challenge, sends something. So you, the only way we can go is to have a sense of what, what are our abilities and where are we going with those abilities? <coughs> That's really what we're trying to do. So it's, 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 it's not clear, there's no Navi that comes and tells us what to do, but a person, a person who's very gifted in a certain area, a person's circumstances, a person gets married, he needs Parnassah, um, an opportunity came up in place A, place B, and place C, and, and you try to figure out what's, what's the pathway that's being laid in front of you. It's a combination of it, 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 self-examination of where you think. Let's say, let's say you open up. Somebody once um, Rothschild, Rothschild's the old Jewish queer, put out an ad in the newspaper, and it said that he's looking for a CEO for all of his banks. The person must have at least uh, a, a, a doctorate in finance, ten years' experience in international banking speak five languages, etc., etc. Kids, a day later, is a knock on the door. Yankel is there. So, uh, concerning the ad you put in, said, yeah, he said, what's your schooling? I went to Cheder. And uh, what's your work experience? I deliver stuff here, there, for, for Teha. And how many languages you know? Says, the Hamish Yiddish I speak. Said, so what do you want? I want to tell you, Mr. Rothschild, don't depend on me. Don't rely on me. I'm not the person you're looking for. So y- y- you need to be able to ask yourself, so yes, there's an opportunity, this place needs a yeshiva here and there. Am I the person for it? I- is, am I cut out for it? I- there are a lot of wonderful ideals, and the question is to ask yourself, do I fit the bill or not? I- I- you can't start just say, well, imagine if you could sit in this place and be Makar of so many people who do so many good things. Of course. Is it reasonable that you have the abilities for it? and the, the, the patience, the, 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 the sense of responsibility. And again, an outsider is usually helpful because a person has a hard time being very honest with himself. Somebody else can tell you, you know what, you should drive the challenge, you have what it takes, it's it's it's, it's, it's you need to, to it's, it's frightening, but you need to do it. Versus somebody that says your intentions are wonderful, it's, it's noble that you thought of yourself, but you need to think of something else. Don't, you know, tell like Kodesh don't rely on me. You know, you, you, you need somebody else. That's the... Okay. When, when you're in Shaduchim, how do you balance learning versus educating? What are the values or priorities that you have to hold on to? Like, like uh, you have to have a for a couple of days. Like, what are certain values you have to hold on to? Rav Hutna has a letter to somebody in his yeshiva, and he says, my sense is that your life now is one big benashmashes from date to date. <laughs> That's the way he describes it. I, I mean, dating is not, um, huh? it, it's not a, um, what's the right word for it? it? It's not an end to itself. So when a person says, now I'm dating, as if it's, it's a means for something. So like all established, if a person does what's reasonable in the sense of, 
do I have to go out with every single girl that anywhere to meet three times a week? Or can I it, make a reasonable um, approach, select reasonably, and, and give a reasonable amount of time, but not allow it to, to inundate me? There's no, there's no reason why it should take over a person. So yes, when, it's, when a person's gone out for a serious thing it's, and it's very close, so it, it, it takes a lot uh, for a person. But life is full of things. Having kids, is, 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 it takes a lot of time. If you don't learn to be able to compartmentalize and say to yourself, this is a reasonable amount of time, this is a reasonable amount of, so I need to take off one night a week, two nights a week. But it, it doesn't mean that, that, I'm, that I'm 24-7 dating. Dating is not a, a, a meant to be a, a full-time enterprise. There was somebody in our yeshiva by us, starting Shiduchim, and one of the Rebbeim who was, who was involved in guiding boys asked him, did you ask guidance on anyone? So he said, yes, he asked from such and such a bacha. This bacha was, I think, 27, 28. He has a lot of experience dating. So Rabbi <laughs> Rangel told him, if the tachlis was to keep dating, that's the perfect person to ask advice from. <laughs> but the tachlis of a date is to get married. So why would you want to ask somebody who hasn't succeeded in, in, in seven years? I would say, dating is not, is not an end to itself. So ask yourself, I, I'm, I'm, these are the best years of my life for learning. These are the years for growth. Getting married is very important, but d- does the normal ishtadlis mean that, that I'm basically checked out? My mind is not there, my heart's not there, my body's not there. I'm, I'm just not around them. Balanced learning with. Uh, yes, it should. There's no. There is no. It's not something that's meant to occupy. Full, so, so there's some critical moments. You've gone out a bunch of times, and basically it's a moment of decision. Yeah, it's, that's that's a tough one, but. The day-to-day general thing that that's become sort of a, an alternative tachlis is, is is not appropriate. For a working man, should there be prior, should he prioritize? How does he prioritize what he focuses on? Focuses on his own. Um, it depends. First of all, what type of learning is most likely to keep you learning? Some people get a lot out of um, learning a lot, knowing, memorizing, remembering. Some get more out of learning a little more in depth. It's going to be very difficult for a person who has a serious job to, to give the same type of depth and, lear- depth and learning that he does when he's unencumbered. The, the first question should be realistically, what will make me attracted to my learning most? Because there'll be a lot of pressures. And you want emotion to be as, as best evolved as possible. For many people, when they're learning yeshiva, very strong eon keeps them. When they're at work and they're busy, it's hard to get that going. And you feel you're not getting anywhere. And for a lot of people, they sort of slog out. It's, it doesn't, it doesn't um, work for them. Knowing, my personal sense is, if you feel that you accomplish more and more, some people, I know somebody of Albus who's, 20, 30 years already, he's written his firm on different topics. He picks a certain halachic area, and he goes through it well, and writes a safer on it. That's engaging. It engages you. You, you have an interest in it. You want to finish something. You want to accomplish something. Um, they have this thing now, the Smichas Chava program. What's, what makes it work well is that there's a sense of accomplishment. I learned these halachas, I got a test, and I got a piece of paper that says, I've been testing this and know it. It's a pride, it's a sense of accomplishment. All the programs that work, they, they have a feedback mechanism where even the Fayomi, I finished Shas. 
as opposed to, why don't you go to a shir? The rabbi is saying a shir. When did he start? 50 years ago. When will we finish? 50 years from now. What, what, <laughs> what do we do? We learn. Ashkash Baruch's Torah. It's very hard to push yourself. You need to have a sense of confidence. So most of the programs that work well, work well because they give you a sense of having achieved something. Each one has the pluses, minuses. Whatever works for a person. Try a few things if it's not going that well and see, and, and see what works for you. Just on that Daph Yomi thing. Yeah. Have <laughs> um, <laughs> you ever given an, an ASA to a, a, a doctor, a lawyer, a businessman, their minds are hopping and popping and pissing huge ideas in business? Would you ever give them an ASA to sit there and listen to someone else tell them the, the, the Gemara for 30 minutes? That's a very hard thing to do. Um, it, passive learning in general is 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 difficult. Active learning, when you're learning with somebody and you and, and you're both engaged, is is so. If the doctor or lawyer could say that for your share, that would be fantastic. Question is who now? Who's going to be listening? That's the issue. If everybody's going <laughs> to be saying this shit, but I'm saying it. it, it learning chavrusa, but there is a balance. If you're learning with a chavrusa and there's an outside system. That you have to, you have to, you have to finish this by then and take a test or something like that. That tends to give you the best of both. So you want active style chavrusa learning is usually best, but having an outside monitoring system that you're accomplishing X by a certain time and being tested and knowing it, it helps. Or else, if you have a chavrusa, you're both tied, you both have issues, you both have this. Then it tends to sort of uh, peter out a lot. So I'm saying the advantage of uh, obviously when you're active in learning, that keeps you most engaged, and when you have an outside system that that sort of gives you feedback on how well you're doing and and how much have you accomplished, I, th I think those those are two both very important uh, guides for it. Why is it ever Why is it ever okay to settle for a sense of accomplishment? I, I beg pardon. You use the, the term yes. sense of accomplishment. Why is it ever okay to settle for a sense of accomplishment? Why not? Well, everything is accomplished because of Shemayim, they write everything down and it's wonderful. But you need to feel it over here in a tangible way. You do 100 mitzvahs a day, the problem is you, you don't feel what you accomplished. When a person feels what he accomplished, it's real. That's the big difference. Every word, there's no end to, 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 to schmoozing about how many mitzvahs you get for every word and how much you got aid and everything. But it's not tangible. When you finish something, you were tested, and on Hilchas Mezuzah, you got a hundred on the test, and a piece of paper signed by Professor Shechter and 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 Rav Zalman Lechemia and Ramad that you knew you were tested, also knew it. It's tangible, and why that's and that's why it's so important. Why is it okay to just lower the standards? You can make a daf a daf a year as opposed to a daf a day. Even a daf a year, people like to accomplish. The reason why you work is because there's money, and when you look in your bank account and you see money piled up, that makes you feel positive. If you don't, and that's why communism didn't work, because <laughs> you can work and work and work, and there's nothing that I accomplished, so why the heck am I gonna work? It, 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 when I worked, and there's, there's a dollar in the bank account, is that's, that's something that makes me feel accomplished. That's, that's what a person is. And without that, you don't have the biggest motivation for a person is achievement. I want to tell you something. I'll, I have a riot for it. What's the worst type of job you can give somebody? 
Question. We'll laugh it off and make an accomplishment. You get a free lunch by Rabbi Klein if you answer this. <laughs> what is the worst job you can give somebody? What? A Rebbe job. <laughs> two, lo- two lunches. <laughs> Data entry. What? Data entry. So I'll tell you, it's, it, it, it's, it's a Gemara. What? More than that. There's an Issa Doraisa. Los Abilos and Beforech. You're not allowed to work uh, a Jewish Evet with work that's called Perech. Perech means destroys the person. What's the example of it? Mining coal is okay. You can have your Evet or you mine coal. To ask them to bring you a coffee and then to take the coffee and toss it out, that's called to be Mavid and Beforech. Because that destroys a person. To, to do something, I once spoke to Machanach, since we're speaking about how difficult Machanach's job is, I spoke to Machanach once, who was 25 years in Chinuch in America, and, and he finally had it and came to Israel. You know, typical, you were six years in one place, and you got into some sort of issue, seven years in another place, he wandered from place to place. He told me, you know what my worst, the thing that finally, you know, like basically you destroyed, broke the camel's back? I took a school. He was principal of the school. The school had a handful of kids when, he, when, when it was given to him. It was seven years later, it was 200 kids. And they fired him. He said, that wasn't what broke me. He said, two years later, the school closed down. That's what broke me. I built and built. So if someone else takes it, at least I walk by and I know I built it. I don't care what they say. But I built and went nowhere and evaporated. That's worse. When a person works, and there's no tangible outcome, that's Avodas Parach. That's dest- that destroys a person. You know, we dumb every day, that a person puts his energy into raising children and, and, and uh, it works hard. And what comes out is nothing. His, his work seemed to have gone to north. That's that's the the, the, the the most the strongest fellow we, we could possibly say. Yeah. You know, different types of guys in the Chabur, a whole range of IQ and ability. Learning the more of good, getting a good shot and a shot with are very difficult. Yes. You can abstract thinking, having a muscon, it's very, very difficult. Does every young man have to break through into learning the more? So every young person has to try. It's like it's like anything else in in terms of it's it's, it's like an army unit. There's a certain level of basic training, or even if you're going to be sitting by a computer all day long for, for your army career, you, you must do some minimal amount. Learning breaking through Shakatai the Gemara is something that opens up. The Gemara is the source for our halacha. Without really understanding the Gemara, we're outsiders in the halacha process. And we're, and we're at the mercy of anyone telling us what the din is. It's it, it just uh, understanding from the inside is, is really critical. We make an assumption that of 100 kids coming in, 90 will at one level or another be able to make the breakthrough, to have a minimal grasp of it in a way that gives them a key for understanding a lot more. Some of the problems are that the way it's done, some of the problems are the, the not allowing a, 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 a thoughtful tracking 
where some people need to focus on different skills without feeling that they're inferior. And those are areas why it becomes, why it becomes a breaker for a lot of people. But, but understanding to get the basic back and forth of a sugya um, is critical for understanding everything else. Or, or else you're basically living in an alien world of this rabbi said this, this rabbi said this, this rabbi said do this or said that. It, it, it's, it's the thinking process that makes you a citizen of that world. So it is very important. It should be done right. And the, the fact that, it, that, that, this, that it, things are rushed way too early, way too prematurely, doing Gemara at an, at an as early age as being pushed is counterproductive for many kids. Some kids do it well. Most kids, the, the age should be much later. Um, it, says, it, says now, it's, it says that Ben Chamesh Yisrael, the Gemara, 15 years old. I see it on kids. There are bright 13, 14 year olds that can, that can say a drasha at a bar mitzvah like this. They don't have the glint in the eye that an older kid has. You can see it. I, I, you know, the person, the kid is smart. He understands why it's like that. He doesn't live it. There's a certain age where things click. On the other hand, a 22 year old, most people have, have, have even kids weren't doing it at 15, 22. There's a maturation, there's somehow the brain adapts it. So it's definitely very, very important, and it's very critical. At what point should a person say, okay, you know, it's not for me? I don't know, but, but, but it's something that is very critical. Yeah? If someone has both in the tier towards Chinuch and business, how is he to determine which to go into? So he needs to ask himself, I'll tell you something that my Rebbe Moshe Shapiro told somebody. This was a chinuch, this was sitting and learning actually. There was somebody who, as a young person, he was quite, he, he could have gone either way. He had an extraordinary opportunity in business that he was very enamored by the business part of it, by the, the was a very big international corporation. And he went into it basically after a year in Kolo. And he was extremely successful. Successful to the point where he, he was a big stocker. And also could afford to, could afford the whole thing to sort of basically sell it off and live off the interest till Thomas Yer comes. That uh, you know, really was that. So he asked Rabbi Shapiro. Um, it was of course it's not here. And Rabbi Shapiro told him, "There are yisachers in the world, and there's zvulins. If you will be as good a yisachar as you are a zvulin, nobody has the right to tell you that you have to be a zvulin. But if you're much better zvulin than you would be a sacher, then your job is to be a zvulin." A person needs to make a cheshm, what's pushing me? It, it, usually, am I, do I, am I going into chinuch because my conscience is bothering me? Or am I going into business because the glamour is attracting me? Uh, uh, well, you know, is, am I, you know, a person needs to make that, that cheshm nefesh, honestly. And he needs to, again, this is, since this person is so involved, whichever way his bias is, he's involved, speaking it over with somebody else, gives you a sense of, does somebody else see me as the world is waiting for me as a mechanech and I need to sacrifice all those sacrifices to do it? Or not? Am I just kind of uh, talking it into myself? And, and, and so on. I don't know, those are, those, are, those are very tough decisions because it's, it's all about who you are. One person he could go into chinech and be, do very well at it and the world needs him there. But he, he doesn't want to be a guy who's always sort of, you know, kind of haggling for, for odds and ends over here and he's 
always pushing to, to, to you know, to, to make uh, ends meet and coming on to other people to marry off the kids and so on. And he wants to be a big businessman and, and be, be chashev and he knows that if you're wealthy enough, you give tzedakah and then they'll say about you that you're wonderfully and you're saving the world. So, you know, you, you get the best of both worlds. At, at the testimonial, they'll say that you're the biggest Bible store in our door and, and you also, you know, do, do a Pesach hotel and you don't, you don't scrub floors to make ends meet on Pesach. A person needs to make honest chashev and nefesh. Uh, or sometimes a person has this covet issue and everyone's told him he's this material, that material, other material, and um, he, s- he stays I- I floating because of, of an ego issue. It, it, and and these, are, these are issues that are, c- are to the core of what your self-image is. So finding somebody who, who you trust their opinion and is honest with you is helpful. Do you have a smartphone? What? Do you have a smartphone? What does that mean? Can a person have a smartphone? Well, in America, no, I, I know very few people that don't have smartphones. You know, I, I don't have a cell phone. I mean, I have a cell phone, but I don't use it. it, it it's, it's like anything else. Halachically, a smartphone is, is, a, is a clee. It's nothing else. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Is it useful? Is it not useful? Is its use overweights harm or not? Every society needs to make those decisions themselves. Um, every kehillah needs to make those decisions. There are some kehillahs that have succeeded in being cut off from the world, and if you feel that this is your kehillah, this is what you're part of, this is a part of it. There are many kehillahs um, that are part of the world and learn how to deal with it. The worst are the people that d- claim to be not part of this world, but they are part of this world. So they have the smartphone, but don't deal with it. That's usually the worst part. Somebody who's in, in schools, I know by us, we discourage kids from having smartphones. We can't tell the parents not to, but we explain to them why it's a very bad idea for a kid to have a smartphone. We teach computers. I mean, it's, it's a different world. It's a, it's a more of a modern school. It's not, it's not your typical Lakewood school, let's put it that way. Um, but we focus a lot on, on learning how to use the internet responsibly, understanding what the problems are, understanding what things are going on, and so on and so forth, and why you should avoid it, the way you deal with any other issue. Um, is it, does it have its issues? Yes, but pretending that there are no issues and nobody has smartphones. I was at, I was at a meeting of Rabbanim. Um, there was, I was at a meeting at Rabbanim to, to, that were dealing with issues like that. And one of them is a chassidish man from Mansi, very astute fellow, very chashim fellow. And he said, Rabbi Isai, I asked the kid, tell me how. How does one get a smartphone? He told me, Rebbe, give me $25 in 15 minutes, I'll bring you one. <laughs> so he said, so, so there's no problem. So, so we can't ignore an airplane that doesn't exist. There's no way in America you can survive business without a smartphone. It's, it's, you're, you're expected to be on call. It, it is not a, there's, there's, not, it, there's not any way you can get around it. So, so you need, the, the question is, you need to ask yourself, it's, it's not... The, the Isser or the Heter should never be on a smartphone. A smartphone is a pipe. What's coming down the pipe? Drinkable water, sewage, what, what, what's, what's the, what do you, what, how much time do you spend on it? What are you spending it on? Um, what's the Scharmitz in the What are your Shmiris on it? Uh, those are qu- questions a person needs to ask himself. And he needs to work with that. In you know, to stroll the community bandit, that's it's fine. So if you're part of that community, that, that affects you. But in a, most of you will probably end up in America, if not everybody. And in most societies in America, smartphones are the norm. 
but you need to start. That's where you start with. Ask yourself, nefesh. This is my master or my servant. Why is it that I'm that I'm all day on it? Why is it that I don't have time for myself, for my wife, for my kids, for learning, for davening? Um, do I need to be? Um, you know, so if somebody works in an emergency room and he needs to be on call, of course. But 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 if somebody just has a WhatsApp group and the chaver is very upset, they doesn't answer within a nanosecond. Get the chaver, <laughs> I might say. I, that's not the chaver you want to be with. The, the, you know, it, 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 you, there's nothing wrong with saying you know, from nine to one, I do my thing, and from three to seven, I do my thing. Last in Shiva, we have a policy. We put the filters on on the smartphones, and the and the most important tool is we shut it off totally at the times when you think there's no reason they should have it. If someone has a merger there in SATA, there's a, there's a phone that you can use. There's no reason. And if you want to have a smartphone during SATA, then, 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 then there's no reason why you should be in Shiva. You're not getting much out of Shiva, so what's the point of it? So, so, so go to the street. You know, there's no, no need for it. What do you, what do you, like, so, so your friend just found a very interesting picture that he must share with you now at 10.34 in the morning. Okay, so, you know, like I said, it, it, we've, we've gotten ourselves into a position where, where we're slaves. Learning how to use it in a way that you control and you do and, and you're the boss of it and you understand your weaknesses. Everyone, everyone has an interest in pornography. Any healthy male has an interest in pornography. The question is, what are your barriers between you and the pornography? It's not, it's not the, you know, the famous story, Rebellia Lapian from Krachsidim. Bocha came and asked him permission in the middle of his man to go to a chasna in Tel Aviv of a cousin. He said, Tel Aviv? He said, um, it's so full of preachers. So the Bocha said, nah, I don't, I'm not affected by it. So Bocha put a hand and said, I'm making you a doctor's appointment very now. <laughs> he said, I'm 85 and with one foot in the grave. And every time a woman walks by, the Yitzhar taps me on the shoulder and he says, Elenke, Elenke, take a look. So he said, so you're an 18-year-old boy and you're telling me it doesn't affect you. We need some help now. And, and you know, we need... Personally, we're also... Every, every single... Don't need that muscle. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, you know, being honest with something, saying, here I have something which I need to have. I'm going to need to have a smartphone. Um, what are what am I'm, what makes me the boss and not the phone the boss over me and and being honest with yourself and, and making the right shmiras and the right uh, time frames is, is critical. Yes. In today's um, day and age, or let's say even five to ten years from now, is it let's say healthier for raising a family to have let's say less tech as least technology as possible or just filtered technology. So, first of all, you, you, don't, you really have the freedom to make those decisions because you're part of a society. You're, you're in a school, you're in a community. They tend to have guidelines, spoken, unspoken, and a person should follow that. A person should be within the framework of, of his community and, and so on. It, 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 everything that, every single new thing comes with problems and with opportunities. The... the um, and, and you need to weigh them. Ask yourself, do I need it? What do I gain from it? What am I losing from it? And, and, and make a decision accordingly. I don't know what technology will be out there, but, but it, it, the world is moving very rapidly, very forward. I don't know what else will be there. When it comes to marriage, should we look at marriage as that the husband and the wife are together 50-50 partners should the focus be that the husband is the final decider? What is like the, 
the hashkafa for a good marriage? There are no women do, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No one. Um, so, so d- 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 l- let's what? That was the answer. To, to, <laughs> it, it says tov kisa urav. It's marriage is described as a yoke which means you bear responsibility. The person who's responsible for the house is the husband. He bears the responsibility for his wife, his kids, and everything. Bearing responsibility means that it's your job to make sure that your wife is happy, that the direction the household is going in is positive, sleep-wise, and so on. And 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 to 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 bear the burden of setting things straight if they need to be set straight. So it's not equal. It means you have the burden. Um, generally speaking, the, 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 that means sometimes you may need to take a step back. You may need to get less and accommodate someone else. But it's because the role is generally in the Gemara says in Milidishmaya. The, the the flow, the general spiritual direction of the household should be the man's domain. If the woman is not on board with it when you got married, if you want colo and she wants a co- sort of more cool modern lifestyle, you should never get married like that. You, you're not going to change that way, and, and no one changes. But you're talking about you both want. So it's so so the general direction you set the pace. It's your job to do it in a way where the woman is on board, and the woman understands it and goes along with it. Is that a good answer at the outset? A lot of the guys are not married, they're now moving to Parsha. Is it a good answer? I'm not saying I know the answer to it. Right. Is, there, is it a good answer to clarify for the Shedda that I'm looking for a girl who understands that the man is going to be more setting the tone for the roof next time I'm a little wary because I'll tell you, there's another type of personality that dovetails of that. That's a very controlling personality. And you have people who feel that they, they're the ones. And un, under the guise, like we said before, anytime people have issues, personality issues, they usually tend to dress it up under the guise of Gemara, Halacha, Tzitkis, Musashim, something rather. So, if, 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 if a. How's a boy going to know? I mean, the girl's going to be on the best behavior. How are the guys supposed to know? I'm going to get this lot from the guys. How am I supposed to know if this Basiaco girl is going to still sue to these points? So Should it be a given? So a, f- a, f- a few things. If one is the background that the girl came from. Let's, let's take an example, which may or may not apply. But a girl that comes from a home that there are a few siblings that are learning Kolo for many years, chances are that's her sense of what life is going to be like. And, and it's, you can talk about things in ways, for instance, let's say you talk about how you know coal firms, that it's really rough financially. You know, it, it means you can't do what you want to do and you can't, and you can't go back for a chas and you can't this and that. And sometimes you wonder if it's difficult, if it's worth it or whatever. Look at, listen to the response and get a feel, get a sense. Pick the scenarios that are meaningful to you. I don't know if coal is, is, is the meaningful, but pick the scenarios and, and talk over a real scene and get a feel how the person reacts. Pointed questions are usually not a great way of, of getting a, an answer that's genuine. Not, not that the person's lying, 
But if you ask, if you ask a person, do you want to, do you want to lead a ruchnistic life? Everyone's going to say, of course, that's what, I, that's what I'm all about. But if you talk about the lifestyle, you know, some people this, some do that, and you get a sense what the person identifies with, then you have, a, then you have a better idea. It's better to discuss real life scenarios, I think, and get a feel. You, then you get a feel in the, in the in the conversation where the person is coming from, what their reactions are, what what's unthinkable to them, and 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 what they would want. So. You know, and at the end of the day, it's you know, it's, uh, it's tricky. What? Yeah, it's But but understand that that you know, bearing responsibility is 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 critical to understanding. People feel that they're getting a partner. It, it a partner in the sense that, well, now I have somebody to do fifty percent of the worrying. No, you're doing a hundred percent of the worrying, and now it's going to be two hundred percent of the worrying. But you'll have a partner who will give you things that you never realized. Deep emotional comfort. Somebody who, the sense of somebody being with you. It, those are things that, that speak to the heart of a person and, and somebody who's not married doesn't even understand it. That's, that's the, the trade-off for it. It's, it's, it's a Kaddish Baruch who gave, when things work well, that's, that, that's how things work. Yes? What do you make of the re recent rise in anti-Semitism in America, and is there a point at which that should be a concern in terms of choosing a place to live in? You know what? If you were selling life insurance and you were not a big maimon, you would probably charge a higher, pre a higher premium in Israel than in America. The, the sakana here is, t in America you have thugs on the subway calling your name. In America you have, in, in Israel you have guys sending a rocket, you know, rockets, a barrage of rockets. To say that Israel is safe al Hateva is nonsense. I mean, there, there are so many, there are many more people that want to destroy Israel than Barapak. I assure you that, 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 that you have, you know, so many countries. If, if Iran felt they'd get away with it, do, do you think we'd be left? If, if, if Hezbollah, if Hamas, if, if anybody. Um, so the terrorists is, there's a sense of hashkocha, a sense of nace. So it's there also. Um, are there things we can do? Some things. You know, there, there are things that are built into the system that we're not going to eradicate anti-Semitism. There's a Ran and a Rajba that speak about it. The Ran is in Drush's Iran. I think it's Ches, I'm not sure. And the Rajba wrote a sefer called Mamare Muna. It's, it's sort of a, 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 a vikuach. It's a, it's, a, it's a dialogue of sorts um, it, with uh, debate with some sort of Christian, and they both say the same exact reason. It, they they interpret the Gemara of Misham They say when you are different than the other people, and insistently different, you will cause the other person to hate you. You live in a society. You come to America. You you move into Middlesville, uh, New York in America, and. The, 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 they invite you to a barbecue and you say thanks but no thanks. They they tell you would you like to you know send over your kids to play with us and you say thanks but no thanks. Um, you you you're different. You have your own things. You look different. You stick together. What am I to do with them? What do you think that arouses? Um, of course, the enmity. You so it's there. We are different. We don't mix with them. We're not going to marry. We don't, I don't want to meet your Christina. She's a very fine person. I respect her. I don't want to see her near the house. So, 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 so what does it say? And, and, and you're in their country. 
so so so, so, so doesn't say it's it's it means it's obvious so we have that on our and then until Mashiach comes and the world recognizes that there's a reason why we're different we're, we're different will always be aroused those sentiments you, you blame people you know the Satmar Sita wherever they go you know there's always this they try to make laws against it ask yourself if you were living wherever you live if 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 a thousand Cambodians came to live they're buying everyone out and they don't want to have anything to do with you. They're not bad people. They're not harming you. But basically, they're, they're bent on buying out every single <laughs> Jew in that neighborhood and making it work. You would not, you'd resent it. And especially for Israel. Where, where, I say, understand, understand. What are things we can do? We, we can act a little bit more menschlich. We can say hello. We can say, how are you, so-and-so. And there's a fine line and a thing well between socializing and being menschlich and polite. We do, the people who make a quick buck on throwing people out of houses and jacking up the rent. We pay for it. We pay a lot more than double rent. We pay with our head. You know, the interview, there was a, a, a video that went viral on the smartphones. Uh, the, 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 <laughs> the, the, about, they interviewed people, in black people in, in, in New York. They all said, Jews are terrible people, but, but that's what's done. I mean, I have tons of friends. This is, real estate means you buy a house that's decrepit, public housing, etc., etc., etc. You get rid of all the dead weight, and then and then you and and then you fill it up with with well-to-do people, and you gentrify the area. So, what do you think happens? All those people get thrown out. I, I, you know, somebody asked me, a boy, 23-year-old boy, he he he's he's conscious bothered terribly, and he said, "Is this the right thing to do? To be in a business where I keep throwing people out of out of their homes?" So, yes, there's no reason I should keep people. That are paying rent, but but somehow this is this is what you, what I buy into, and 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 so uh, so to have it. Someone asked me recently. It's, it's 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 fascinating how people's minds work. He's in real estate, and he says he knows that what they do creates a lot of enmity with the goyim. So maybe he shouldn't wear his yarmulke was at work. I said, how about acting like a mensch, you know, and wearing a yarmulke <laughs> instead of acting not like a mensch, not wearing a yarmulke. So he didn't think of that a possibility. That, that, wasn't, that, that, that didn't seem to be a viable option. But I'm saying, are we doing things? I don't know. I don't know the business. I don't know. But understand that, that you know, you're starting with, with cards stacked against you. And the church spent many, many centuries stoking up anger at us because they were upset that we existed. We weren't supposed to exist. They finally resolved the problem that we are supposed to exist but be very wretched. So now the, the mahadrin of it was to keep us wretched and allow us to exist. But that was, so, so they stoked the anger. Yes, I understand. But we have to ask ourselves constantly, in the worst pogroms, in the, in the, in the Tachbetat, that's what happened. We had Polish, Polish <coughs> nobles owned big estates in Ukraine. The Ukrainians were serfs. They, the Polish nobles couldn't, and couldn't, it didn't want to run these places. They wanted to sit and have parties in Poland. So the Jews became the managers of these estates. So we did all these things. We, we, we drove the serfs, we, we, we did, and then the serfs exploded. And they massacred and mercilessly. That was Gzeir Stachetach. It destroyed Polish Jewry for a while. It, 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 the whole kuf of, of the glorious Polish Jewry, the Marshal, the Marshal, the Maram, the Bach, and the, it was the Shach. This Tachvetat destroyed it. But we were caught. Yes, we, we had no other choice. We couldn't on land. I understand, but understand that this was something that was 
a piece of the puzzle, and it's many times been like that. We were caught between a rock and a hard place, and the hard place it, it, it slapped back. Okay, I mean, wow, you have a, a very, very uh, people with a lot of interests. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah. Anything else? What are some of the, uh, the a few strengths and weaknesses of the American Jewish? Right You're talking about the Torah community. Mm-hmm. The strengths is that it's self-sufficient, as opposed to Israel, which must depend on the American community. That's that's it's a it's a it's a, it's a something that is you know it, it's, it's frightening. Do you mind explaining just for a second what you mean by depend on the Jewish community in America? Well, every institution at Israel must raise money in America. Every institution in America, the community supports itself. So the schools and everything else are supported by the people. At Israel, you're being supported by an outsider. Um, and, and the Israeli government, which is, you know, which we, to, to some degree, w- which is very, very tenuous. That's, so that's an advantage in America. Um, American people tend to be more um, pragmatic. You know, you can have different people with, with different affiliations. A person can, can, can go to YU and to BMG, and people will not feel that that's strange. It would be unusual, but it's not unheard of, um, vice versa. In Eretz things are much more rigid and, and very, you know, either or. There's no room for a little, for mix and match. Those are two advantages. The flip side is, Eretz Yisrael has a very intense Ruchnistika experience, levels of Talmud Torah that are incredible in terms of people giving their lives in ways that don't, doesn't really exist there. It's just a little bit in America, but not, not to the degree. The level of learning that you have some people here that are extraordinary, Geonim, it's, it's, again, America has some, but nothing like Eretz Yisrael. So you have a much more intense the Sula Mutzav Aratza Vaisha Megia Shemaima, it's Israel's Roshas Magia Lakma Shemaima, and the Americans is a lot more Mutzav Aratza. So, you know, they, they, each one has an advantage. Uh, I don't think that would be it. Yeah. Do we have a responsibility with the simulation going on in the world? Are we supposed to do something or should we say it's Fila and move on the. The question is. So, uh, someone like Abnoch Weinberg believed every single person drop what he's doing and go fight a simulation. Um, my feeling is, what what is it that you can do? And let's make a choice. Having a strong, healthy center, people that are learning stack and so on and so forth, is critical. Being in a community and building good institutions so that the kids stay in the fold and do what they're supposed to do is critical. You have no. I want to tell you something. The modern Orthodox community in America with kids who go to secular universities has a horrendous um, fallout rate. It, it's, it's not off the derech. It's everybody's off the derech for four years, and then the question is who remains afterwards? That's, that's frightening. If somebody would be mechazic that, instead of looking for somebody who's far gone, how about holding on to that somehow, if finding ways? I mean, the OU has formed people on, on campuses. They struggled with it because they didn't know if they want to give a hersha. They have JLIC. It does something. Um, and that's just working with the Orthodox kids. There's nothing. Th- th- the reason why we're so strong today is because the yeshivas that were made, the strong yeshivas, made a very strong center, and people 
huddled around the center, and even people on the periphery still are connected. So, so you have to ask yourself, what can I do and, and to be mechazik Yiddishkeit? Any place that you really go out of your way to mechazik Yiddishkeit tends to have a, a big effect. And if you're gifted at reaching out to people that are gone, ashrecha, then do it. But, but to do it without any sense of, of tachlis, what you do exactly, I, I don't think that that's productive. So, you know, it, 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 the, the weighing is how much is it taken away from you? How much is it taken away from the other person? There's no clear answer. It's certainly chayecha kaitin. But the question is, is it chayecha? Sometimes it's for yechavus, it's chayov. And for you, it's a little better, a little worse. Um, <laughs> sometimes the weighing chavus milzban toss them out completely. It, then, then your job is to stay and, and, and somehow to believe that this is going to cause your ruchs to prove if it's the right thing to do. So, so it's, it's really something that has to be weighed on both sides. There are two people involved. Buffer isn't feeling very accomplished in Yeshiva. Should he even go to college or work if he thinks he can accomplish more there or stick it out in Yeshiva because it's better for him working as The big issue is if you're talking about a Buffer, especially the younger you are and the more Buffer you are, it, it's, a, <laughs> it's a problem because it's more than just the learning, it's the whole package. It, it's who you are, what you are. What's what's norm for you? Who do you associate with? Environments that combine some sort of work, and in Lakewood, they're beginning to have yeshivas like that. That you work one seder in yeshiva one seder, you go to school one seder here. Those are critical because for the people that to sit at a gemara and not be zo- be, be zoomed out, uh, zoned out for the for the, for, for the entire year is a terrible thing. To be in a society where nothing around it is, 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 is really good Torah values is also very bad. There are ways, and, and I think they're working on it, where there are, there's one place it, it had some opposition in Lakewood, now there are three places like that, and counting, um, because people realize it's, there, there are for some people, this is the best way forward. What form of cure, let's say, is more healthier for a from family? Say working with people that are religious and they just need exposure, or let's say working with kids that grew up from but got turned off. It's usually many times it's a very different, a different set of abilities. The, the first question is really what are you better at? Um, there's room for both, it, but it's not the word kiruv. It, it, it may be in, in terms of zika rabbin, you you put them under one under one roof. But they're very, it's a very different skill set. Our Sameach in its, in its early years, when they, when they made our Sameach, they, they, you know, they were so successful. This I'm talking about the end of the 70s. 70s so successful, they started bringing kids. There was somewhere, you know, they were raised Orthodox, whatever. They failed abysmally, and they closed it down. Then, now they have a Derek program, which does work with kids that have had, you know, depends. Some, it, it's not the same skill set. It's not the same approach. And you have to know what you're better at. Someone tells you he believes there's something spiritual going on in the world, inside of himself, around, and he wants to start that journey. What does he do? First thing, talk to someone you see yourself. What, well, how do you start a spiritual journey? You know there's something, you want to believe there's something, you've heard there's something, but you don't feel any of it. Zero. I, again, the, 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 the per- where's this person coming from? He had an emotional 
he had an emotional moment of spirituality, or, or he just heard from the neighbors that something that exists? Which, which one is the? Well, you look. Yeah. You seem connecting on a level that's not tangible, that comes out in their expression. But so, so you want to ask yourself, you, what a person is probably looking for is something that has the same values but a different way of expressing it. Let's say, let's say, you see somebody who's sitting and learning, and he looks very spiritual. You tried sitting and learning, it doesn't go. But how about people who dive in very strongly? How about people who kill themselves for other people? For a lot of people, it's finding the right gateway that fits them. So yes, there is something very spiritual, but for A, it's all about just a Daf Gemara. For B, it's about a morale. For C, it's about davening. For D, it's about chasadim and, and helping people. There are different gateways to connect. And if a person has tried one gateway, and so at least you gain from seeing that people are connecting, that there is and then you have to look for your particular key, for your particular entrance way. So you have to pick one and just try it. You can't. Yeah, you, you, make a, you, make a, you make some reasonable list and you say to yourself, listen, in Balchubi Yeshivas, I know four of them fairly well. Very different approach. Very, they, they're all coming to bring a course like Baruch But very, very different flavor. And for some people, this works well. For some people, this person, well, for some, this person, this works well. So what you're trying to do is find the right gateway for, for that will bring you closer. But they're already in about Judaism. Correct. So, so Judaism, you have to be spiritual around the world. People are connected. So you have so to tell. That was a start of spiritual journey. So you uh, so you tell the so the first the fine. So but you have to tell the person, listen, how long have these other things been around, and how long have we been around? We we've been connected to you know, spiritual stuff for so long. Try it first. Get a sense that this this Indian guru, that Indian guru, the other one, they 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 they, they woke up yesterday, and you don't know if, if it's just a fad. So much, so many this stuff is fads and kind of came and went. How about something that people killed themselves for three thousand years worth, um, that is held steady, that people live on a bare minimum just to be able to to to, to study and to be done. I, I think if the person is Jewish, this is it, it's a reasonable argument that you should try this first. What are some things that you'd like to see change in the American community? I don't like the word I'd like to see change. I'm not, I'm not the balabas, and I'm not the you know I'm not a. Say, it's a it's it's a struggle between finding, you know, finding the intense type of spiritual connection you have in Israel. It's difficult. Um, it's hard in America because most people are in the working outside world. How do you? How are you able to draw back? And when you're involved in your activities, you call Kuli Kodesh. You know, to me, somebody looking at the smartphone during davening, looking at any phone during davening, drives me up a wall. Um, it, it, it's it's terrible. I mean, it, you know, and it, it's it, it's so not davening. That I mean, I said, so what's the point of it? I mean, it, it, it's it's it, but things of that nature. People who there are some people who don't open up a safer. People don't in yeshivas and and weeks ago are helping a safer. People that their whole their, their their lifestyle doesn't doesn't feel Shabbos doesn't feel Shabbos doesn't feel Yontif dick. 
how do we preserve the type of Ruchnistic experience that you have in a Ruchnistic world in the place where it's supposed to survive? It, this is what it's supposed to be. Shabbos Yantav is supposed to be for every Yid. Even, even if you're running a multi-billion dollar hedge fund, Shabbos is supposed to be Shabbos Yantav, supposed to be Yantav. And, and Davening is supposed to be Davening, and learning is supposed to be learning. Um, th- that quality, I don't know. It's, 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 th- that's a piece that I think the best Hashem hopefully would change. I don't know. You know that's the, but it, it's, not, it's, it's not the time that you're not in it, but when you're in it, to have that level of connection. You know what? Like everything else, the more people, the more people that come that do it right, and the more communities that are formed where people have that. I've been in one or two communities where it's amazing. The davening is. These are people that are, and one community in particular, I was there for a Shabbos, a well-to-do community, young people made a a a, a, a shul. The davening was silent. Everyone was focused. And the Rav is actually a very successful hedge fund manager, brilliant, who is the biggest kanoi in the shul about learning halacha every single day, to, you know, focused. You see it on him, you feel it on him, and 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 people connect. And people say, "Wow, this is real. This this is this is a, a ruchnistic experience. It's amazing." And if we could see more of that, I think that would become, uh, you know, that would that would start becoming what people are striving for. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you.